You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Ben Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. Hello, everyone. Hello, world. Welcome back to Mission Lab. My name is Sean Brace. I am your courageous and long-lost host of this show. It has been since April 21 of 2021 since I released an episode last. I bet you had forgotten about me or had given up on me or assumed that I would never be back with the show, but here I am. We're uh, here. I'm recording this in September of 2021. Uh, let's see. My math is not very good. That's a fully well. It's about four and a half months since I last recorded or released an episode. And uh, for a little while, I admit I had thought maybe my time had drawn to a close with this podcast, but that is not to be the case. That was easily, I think, the longest uh, time between episodes, but um, here I am. I'll tell you what, one of the things that happened was um, we went on a road trip this summer, and just for the fun of it, I started listening from the beginning of uh, to our podcast, and I, I got excited again, and I got motivated to um, record some more episodes, and reinvigorated and re-inspired for this mission. And uh, so that's partly why I said, you know, I got to I gotta revive that podcast. I got to revive Mission Lab. So here I am. I'm not making any promises, but um, I'm at least attempting to return with some regularity to this uh, wonderful platform. I wanted to give you an update. This is just going to be a very, very um, maybe kind of non-interesting episode. Just want to give you an update about things that have been going on in my life. Part partly why I have been um, I have been uh, delinquent in my recording of new episodes. As I said. Uh, at one point, I thought maybe the era of Mission Lab has drawn to a close, and um, so that's why it was lagging for a little while. But uh, as you can appreciate and imagine, this summer uh, has been very busy, as it is, I'm sure, for all people during the summer with lots of travel, more significantly, loud children at home that kind of prevent one from, um, you know, having a quiet house to record podcasts. So that's that's one of the reasons. I want to start recording probably back in July, but the children were still at home. And um, so now that they're back at school, they started, again, I'm recording this on September 2. Uh, they started on August 25. So Camille and the kids started school um, it's it's Camille's second full year of teaching again. They started with 10 students at our little school, but uh, already picked up two new students. So they are they are growing. 
Um, but they're back at school. Uh, there's as you as you may have noticed, there is still a a pandemic going on in the world, which is uh, very very annoying to put it mildly. That's a whole other topic that we could spend a lot of time about uh, and on. Um, but suffice it to say, it is extremely disappointing, discouraging, annoying, frustrating, maddening that here we are uh, finding ourselves not only in the middle of a pandemic, but seemingly heading to new heights or lows, depending on the way you'd prefer to refer to it. Um, But maybe heading to record shattering case numbers, deaths, hospitalizations, all that. Very, very frustrating. Um, I will unequivocally just say and encourage you, dear listener, to get vaccinated. If you have not, I'm not going to dance around that issue. Um, I think, and again, this could be a whole other topic, but I think getting vaccinated is a good gospel witness. It is a way to demonstrate that we are people of love and concern. I know if you've not been vaccinated and you are intent on not getting vaccinated, that sort of rhetoric has no doubt come across your your listening ears before and you perhaps are very uh, frustrated with that rhetoric, but I do think it is. I do think it, it's a way to love our neighbor as ourself. Um, maybe even a way to love God, which is the first and greatest commandment, seeing as he, uh, he, he owns our bodies. And I know the argument is you don't want to put stuff into God's temple, but, um, I think it's better than the alternative, which is death, probably more responsible to put a substance into your body that you do not know fully what uh, it is composed of than to die. But, you know, that's just me. Anyway, I, that was not my intention to go down this 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 road. But um, anyway, get vaccinated. Um, I volunteered for quite a while at a uh, vaccination clinic here in Bangor, our vaccination clinic. We were treating upwards of 3,000 people a day. Uh, Man, that seems like so long ago, back in like March, April, May, um, June, I think was maybe the last time I served. Um, Man, it was quite a momentous experience. It felt like we were a part of of history making in the moment. It was just, and it it was just powerful to see all these people working together for a common good. Maybe now, you know, four months later, seeing that it hasn't uh, hasn't gone um, to the levels I had hoped. Maybe my my sense of uh, of of participation in a larger humanitarian effort maybe have been tempered a little bit because uh, we thought we were being a part of something that was going to eradicate COVID once and for all. And it turns out that that project has been at the very least stalled, if not perhaps um, 
intercept it all together. But again, that's another story. But I, you know, I, I, I say that to just encourage you to get involved with, you know, the work in your community. It's a, it's a really awesome missional opportunity when those types of situations arise. Um, and uh, met a lot of nice people, wonderful people, and so forth. So anyway, that's what happened this spring, the summer. We did some traveling, um, not as much as we usually would due to various COVID considerations. Um, second year in a row that we did not get to our family home in Nova Scotia, Canada. The border of Canada had been closed until mid-August, and by that time, we were not allowed to, uh, sorry, we weren't able to go due to the the proximity to the school year starting and so forth. So second summer in a row, and only the second summer in my life, that I did not make it to our family home in Nova Scotia, which is extremely discouraging and very, you know, saddening. And uh, I miss the place. My parents are there actually right now and uh, they send us reports, but hopefully fingers crossed next year will be the year that we get back. Um, So that's, that's some of the stuff that has been going on. I know there's other major events Um, actually sad to report and I will do a future episode that kind of talks about this a little bit more, but um, but sad to report that our neighbor uh, across the street, uh, our probably our closest neighbor, um, you know, just kind of relationally, our neighbor Dick, he passed away um, about I don't know three four. Uh, oh, actually, maybe back in July, all the way back in July. Come to think of it. Um, so that was very sad, and I'll I'll kind of go into that a little bit more um, in a future episode. Yes, I do have future episodes already lined up, and by the time you listen to this, they will already have been recorded. But um, yeah, just really sad. It's been it's been actually surprisingly hard on us, um, harder than we expected it would be. So we've been kind of just processing that and. Uh, even to this day, his house is just sitting there empty. They haven't sold it yet. His car just sitting in the driveway. We look out, see uh, his the light, the the uh, the kind of the porch light on at night, and it it just makes us sad. And so, anyway, um, that was a major event, both just personally and and even missionally. And again, I'll unpack that a little bit more in a future episode. But that has been. Uh, a challenge that we've been recovering from. Now, I want to share with you perhaps the biggest news, and I have probably little doubt that most of you have already uh, have already heard this from me if you follow me on Instagram. Um, but uh, kind of the biggest news for me is that I will be starting a new chapter in my life uh, starting in October. And I don't know when this episode will be released exactly or when you'll listen to it, but in October of 2021, I will be starting a Doctor of Philosophy uh, degree, 
And uh, I was going to, I would say a PhD because that's what most people call it. But the institution through which I will be doing my doctorate calls it a DPhil. And uh, that institution is the University of Oxford in England, United Kingdom. I will be doing it part-time from Maine with occasional trips over to Oxford um, throughout the duration of my research, um, assuming that, you know, COVID doesn't prevent me from traveling over there. But um, my first trip is planned. I have reservations to go over there this October, October, Saturday night, October 2, I think it is. Um, be over there for a couple weeks. So I have to spend uh, about four weeks a year over there. So twice a year, I'll go over there for two weeks each. Um, so anyway, obviously that's a huge deal. And I could go into the whole story of how it transpired, but I, I don't want to bore you. But the long and short of it is that my reason for pursuing this uh, is, is heavily, if not entirely, connected to, um, connected to uh, my missional journey and, and intersects with questions of mission and inclusion and community. And uh, I will be researching the, listen carefully now, the development of anti-credalism in 19th century American Christianity. So the development of anti-credalism in 19th century American Christianity. I'll be comparing Seventh-day Adventists, my denomination, Southern Baptists, not my denomination, and Disciples of Christ, also not my denomination. But um, so basically what I'm curious to, to examine and research, and by the way, in the United Kingdom in the in the UK, when you do a doctorate and you do a PhD or DPhil, um, you only write a dissertation. So that's one of the main reasons why I'm going this route. Uh, I don't want to sit in classes anymore, and they allow you a lot of uh, institutions in the United Kingdom allow you to pursue your research because you're only writing a dissertation. They allow you to pursue your research. Um, from a distance. And, um, so that's why I've gone that route. Cause I don't want to move and I don't want to sit in classes anymore. And I just want to research and I just want to write. That's kind of where I am. So I'm going to be researching. Why is it that in the 19th century, there was a movement that developed, which, um, had a very antagonistic attitude towards, um, creeds, the use of creeds. So Seventh-day Adventists, my denomination, were just one of many, many, many. It was kind of the the spirit of the age in many ways where these Protestant movements, these Protestant denomination or sects, S-E-C-T-S, that is, arose which did not want to impose or import these creeds on believers and say, you have to check off these boxes in order to be included And so I'm curious as to why that sort of mentality developed. And uh, and then I'm also curious as to why it seems as though those movements themselves um, turned 
their back on this posture and now are for all intents and purposes creedal. Um, because it would be hard to argue, just taking my particular denomination, it would be hard to argue that we still maintain this anti-creedal posture, even though we say we do um, in our particular uh, list of beliefs. It's called the 28 Fundamental Beliefs. We say in the introduction, the preamble, that we have no creed but the Bible. And then we proceed to tell everybody 28 beliefs that we have, which if you want to be a part of our group, our, 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 our denomination, you have to subscribe to. So um, why did we initially say we are against the use of creeds? And then why did we sort of implicitly start to adopt this creedal posture? And um, anyway, I've, I've done a lot of research already uh, just to prepare for uh, applying to get into the program. So it's already it's already resulted in some interesting discoveries and um, and raised all sorts of other questions. Uh, a, a doctorate and doing a dissertation could open up an infinite number of avenues to explore, and so that's you know already one of the challenges. But it, it's it's been really fascinating just to really understand better the context in which. Um, I would say not only um, my denomination, but most expressions of of current, I would say maybe evangelical Protestant movements arose in that context, you know, in the 19th century, and so just and just just wrestling with the degree to which we are still kind of um, carrying out that 19th century vision versus how much we should or shouldn't be carrying out that that sort of framework um so it just it just raises all sorts of interesting questions and uh and you know avenues to explore so that's what i'll be starting again in october um theoretically as a part-time student it's supposed to go or take six years so please prayers many many prayers for me um I was told by those in the theology uh, program at Oxford that they strongly encourage, especially part-time students, to try to do it faster than six years. So that will be my uh, that will be my goal. And if any of you know typically how I work, usually um, I write and research fast, so hopefully I can apply that to here. But anyway, that's going to be a, bar, a part of uh, a large part of my life going forward. Um, I always, at one point, maybe I've shared in the past, I attempted to um, do a PhD before and it didn't work out. And after I found my missional path, I always said I will never do try this to try to do a PhD again unless it is intimately connected with my my missional vision and calling. And this is this is the definition of it because it has very, very, very practical missional implications, um, which is again how the questions arose. It's like, okay, what do we require of people to be included in our in our community? 
And so that's when I started unpacking, well, wait a minute, we usually originally didn't want to set up these standards, but now we do. And so um, stay tuned for interesting discoveries. Um, I also want to just mention a couple other things that are somewhat related. I've actually started a newsletter um, called Reimagining Faith. It's on the platform Substack, which is a, uh, a new platform that is gaining more and more popularity. And uh, it's a weekly newsletter that I'm, I'm intending to write. It's not to take the place of Mission Lab, friends. But if you go to seanbrace.substack.com, um, you can subscribe to my weekly newsletter. I'll put a link in the show notes. I would strongly encourage you to do that. I will be fully uh, transparent that part of the reason I started the newsletter under the encouragement of a friend of mine here in Bangor who has a newsletter on Substack Um I'll be fully transparent that at, in the future, although it's free now, I will um, be likely adding some paid content that um, that one can can subscribe to. And part of the reason for that, actually, the whole reason for that, I'm not usually one who tries to, um, you know, be uh, financially concerned. But part of the reason, actually, the whole reason for that is because, as you can imagine, um, it is neither free nor cheap to go and get a degree at the University of Oxford. So I am blessed that I, for the most part, am fairly close to having all the money I need for my first year and presumably future years that have been pledged. Um, But uh, I... Yeah, it's it's I'm I'm going to continuously be uh you know in need of extra financial revenue streams, I should say. So um that again, that's just I'll be transparent about it. So there will always be free content, but I likely unless by some miracle um I suddenly receive news that I have a full scholarship to the University of Oxford, um I will likely add some paid content in the future. So just a heads up on that. I want to be straightforward with you on that. But you can go again to seanbrace.substack.com. Last, uh, second to last but not least, actually, I don't know, last but not least, or we'll just see how the spirit moves. I will be having a new book coming out. And the crowd goes wild. I... uh, I wrote a new book on uh, sort of our missional journey here, and uh, it details some of the adventures that you've heard us talking about here on Mission Lab over the last, what is it, four years, three years? But this uh, kind of tracks our journey starting in 2016 of our missional rebirth, our restart with our church, um, just all the... the, the um, you know the the new insights we 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 had on how what it means to be the church, what it means to be on mission. That will be coming out officially, I believe, in October. Um, it is being published by Signs Publishing in Australia, the same people that published my last book. 
Um, the title will be The Table I Long For. So that might be familiar to uh, a familiar title to some of you who, who know that that's an important uh, concept for us. Um, but the, bad, the good news is it's coming out in October. The bad news is if you are anywhere other than Australia, um, it probably won't be available at least in you know paperback until the start of 2022. Um, so I will obviously keep you updated on that, give you information about where you can get that. I wrote, I, I think probably some of you may, may have heard me say this before, but I wrote this book in l about three weeks. It took me three weeks to write it. It just like, I kept writing and writing and writing. I had so much to share and I was just, you know, like I say, I write very quickly anyway, but I was just so passionate about the topic. I wrote it, uh, actually, I finished it in June of 2020. So we're already over a year past uh, when I completed it. But I had to do a lot of editing down because it was so long. I wrote about 95,000 words in three weeks. And then I had to edit down, down, down. Got rid of like 15,000 words. And then the wonderful people at Science Publishing helped me uh, delete, I don't know, maybe another five or 10,000 words. So anyway, that will be coming out in October. And, uh, as I said, I'll give you more information. If you're in Australia, be looking forward in October, the table I long for. If you are not in Australia, I'm assuming the Kindle version would be available at that point, but at the very least, um, and at the very latest, I would think the paperback should be available by January, February of 2022. Wow, crazy. So anyway, I intended for this update to uh, this, this little episode to go about 15 minutes and not surprisingly, it has gone 25. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna close for now. I got a few other uh, topics coming down the pipe here. Pike, pipe, I'm not sure which one it is, but um, so though there will be future episodes in the very, very near future. And uh, anyway, hopefully you have not forgotten about me. You're still alive. You still uh, are subscribed. So this will come right to your, your phone or whatever. But um, anyway, go to seanbrace.substack.com. Look for the book. Pray for me as I embark on this, um, on this doctorate, this DPhil, as they say at Oxford, and uh, get vaccinated and let's get rid of COVID. So, and most importantly, be missional. Thanks guys for tuning in. Hope you have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you next time on Mission Lab. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ogay. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast. Thank you.